nevertheless, absolutely brilliant. I suppose the question we do have to ask you is, do you know someone who has the most ridiculous laugh? Um, I'd love to hear from you and let us know. Maybe it's someone who snorts. Maybe it's someone who uh, squeaks. Maybe it's someone who just uh, cackles like a, a bird or a turkey. We'd love to hear from you for sure. Time for thought leaders, storytellers and griots. And this is where we uh, really go and look at some of the opinion stories and some of the stories that have taken place. They may not have been on the front page of the news and uh, we just like to see them to try and understand how they impact our world and look at it differently. The first story we decided to look at was uh, the fact that uh, the South African Reserve Bank, the Saab, on Tuesday released their uh, monetary policy review. And, I mean, when you listen to it and you read the review, it feels complicated and it's hard to understand what does it mean for you and me? Like, how does it impact, as Nosh was saying earlier, how does it impact our bonds? And how does it impact um, our day-to-day having to catch a taxi? We just heard of someone who has to catch a car, 800 rand for them to get to a um, clinic. And that's massive, massive costs for many of us. On the line, we have witness Simban Gevani, who is a lead economist and editor of the Monetary Policy Review. Witness, thank you so much for making the time on a Sunday morning. Uh, thank you very much for having me. Uh, good morning to your listeners. So, Witness, we're really going not even to 101, because I think for most of us that's even maybe a bit tough on a Sunday morning. But if you look at some of the outcomes of the monetary policy review that was launched on Tuesday, what does it mean for not just me, but for the lady who has to catch a taxi or who has to catch a ferry across a river to get to a clinic? Can you explain that to us? Yes, no, thank you very much for that question. So I think I think what we try to do with my apologies. Hello, witness? Okay, witness, we need you. Um, your line is very unclear. Okay, we are going to try and get him on the line, see if we can get um, him. Let's also talk with him about what... Uh, the Eskom's power cuts have done. I mean, apparently it's going to shave off like a, a large percentage uh, or certainly a percentage of our economic growth. We've got witness Simban Gave on the line. Witness, thank you so much for joining us. Yeah, sure. Thank you oh, very much for having me. Yes. Yeah. And thank you. To, um, good morning to your listeners. So, Witness, talk us through some of the issues that we as the man in the street and the woman in the street and people that are looking at uh, survival, actually, have to deal with. Yeah, thank you for, for that question. So I think, I think the way to think about uh, the monetary policy review is to look at why the NPC has to act in the way they have done. Uh, inflation has risen quite sharply in, in this economy. Uh, but also globally. Uh, and I think most of us, we are aware that inflation has been rising. And, and of course, if inflation is allowed to, allowed to increase even further, it means uh, uh, ordinary South Africans will bear the brunt. Their, their, their incomes will start buying less and less goods and services, which means they become effectively, they become poorer. So it's, the, 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 the role of the South African Reserve Bank and the Monetary Policy Committee is to make sure that they protect the purchasing power of the land. And to do that, 
when inflation is high, they have to make sure they take actions to bring inflation down so that they protect the purchasing power of, of people's incomes. So that's the main reason why you have seen uh, the interest rate or the repo rate being raised by the Monetary Policy Committee. The objective is to make sure inflation does not continue to rise. In fact, the objective is to bring inflation down back to the midpoint of the target range, which is the midpoint of the 3 to 6% range. So when inflation is around that level, it supports investment, it supports consumption, and households and firms, they don't have to worry much about inflation. They can make their decisions about their, 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 their lives and their investments without much concern about inflation. But at the moment, everybody is concerned about inflation, and we see that uh, also coming through, as you pointed out, uh, through prices of such services as transport, for example. Even food has become expensive, partly because transport uh, uh, costs have, have gone up. Mm. So, so the role of the MPC is really to try to bring uh, inflation down and also to keep inflation expectations lower so that businesses and, 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 and labor do not push for higher wages, which, which they tend to do, or higher prices when inflation expectations are, are, are rising. You know, Witness, one of the things that uh, I wonder about this is when I listened to you talk and I attended the um, conversation where they they released the um, review, was this idea that it's almost like a scale. So we're constantly having to balance inflation and interest rates. So if you have a bond, for example, on a house, your interest rates go up in order for inflation to slightly come down. And that, I think, is probably what a lot of us, I mean, I certainly didn't understand that. Yes. Uh, Again, it's sort of um, a bit complicated. But um, again, it's almost like if you want to me to give some sort of a simpler example, which is non-economic. It's almost like if you have a patient who is sick, uh, sometimes you need to take some medication which might not be comfortable to cure the illness. So that's exactly what is happening here. Uh, We have inflation which is rising. But of course, to contain inflation, uh, the Monetary Policy Committee has to take these actions which are painful, and I think they do uh, uh, explain that, that they are very much aware that is going to impact on uh, on the livelihoods of South Africans. But it's much better to do it now than to wait and allow inflation to go even higher and, and the expectations to drift higher, which would mean that inflation becomes even higher. And of course, we have seen in uh, other sort of countries, uh, like what is happening, what happened in Zimbabwe, what is still happening in Zimbabwe, what is happening in Turkey, where inflation is over 80%. So when you get to that level, then uh, it's, even when you try start to take monetary policy decisions, you have to move in very large steps. We increase the interest rate much more to try to contain inflation. Yeah. And of course, that increases even the pain even more. So, so essentially what they are trying to do is to uh, cure this inflation problem uh, at as uh, little pain as possible. But moving early means that they have, don't have to do too much because then inflation doesn't have to go out of uh, control. You know, <laughs> I'm I'm always one who wants to try and see the bright side, even though it's tough. I mean, South Africans are feeling really, really battered. And part of that is the um, power issues, the water issues. My sense is, though, is that when I listen to you, and certainly when we listened to Governor Hanyaho, uh as he launched this, this uh, the review, is that 
our country, and you've mentioned other countries, ha, ha, it seems to be on on the line. You seem to be like walking a tightrope, but you are managing to do it. Is that is that the positive reading of it? Well, I, I would agree with you that um, I, th- I think the Monetary Policy Committee also the governor did mention that that if you look at how South Africa has approached the inflation problem, uh, I think we have been much more sort of modest in terms of the way interest rates have risen. In mm-hmm. other countries, uh, similar emerging economies like South Africa, they have increased their interest even more uh, than us. But uh, I think the benefit that we have is that the Monetary Policy Committee started a little bit earlier, moving in very small steps, 25 basis points, uh, since no- from November 2021. And I think that has helped to, 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 for them to, at this point, to only increase by 75. But other countries, for example, countries like Brazil, they have been raising their interest rates by uh, most like 1% or 1% or 100 basis points at a time. But we haven't gone that far. And I think that partly reflects the fact that uh, the Monetary Policy Committee, they moved a bit early in small steps, and that helps to keep inflation expectations relatively angered. They have moved a little bit up, uh, and uh, I think at the moment they are slightly above the, the upper limit of the target range, above 6%, most of them, but they remain relatively angered compared to other countries. So I think that is something that has helped uh, to allow this fine, fine balance or fine tuning that they, they have done, where you raise interest rates, but not too much uh, or, or not too fast. So, so I think that's, uh, that, that's that's beneficial. But again, it's important to just take note that uh, this is uh, trying to deal with a problem which, if not addressed sooner, becomes even much bigger problem, and it will be even more painful to try to fix the, the inflation challenge. So I do have to ask you um, in closing, um, is this not something that we need to turn into a handbook that they that can be taught at school so that, that we all understand this as we grow up, so that we start to understand how to deal with, with our monies on a daily basis, etc. Thank you very much for that uh, question. Uh, I know as, as the bank, I think we haven't sort of uh, come to a decision on that, but, but internally, I think our internal, the, the internal deliberations, we do think that probably there might be uh, something like that would be useful because we do understand that the monetary policy review is still written at a level where the ordinary man on the street might not be able to grasp as much as we might want. I agree. Ideally, ideally, the monetary policy review should be communicating to the average South Africans, but uh, but surely it's quite technical, and and maybe a lot of people might find it difficult to to grasp what what we are trying to communicate. But I think what you're raising is an interesting point, which I will certainly sort of deliver uh, to the to the to the to our principals. It's and definitely time to, for the South yeah. African Reserve Bank to start working with the Department of Education. I think that there's huge opportunity there, um, and yeah. uh, we could learn a lot from it. Witness, thank you so much for joining us. Witness Simbanigavi is a lead economist. He's also the editor of the Monetary Policy Review. And if you go onto the Reserve Bank. Uh, website or you just look up Monetary Policy Review. It's a six-monthly review that comes out. And whilst it's complicated to read, the summaries and the graphs, etc., may just open up a few things for us with regards to how we look at our review. Lots of questions. 
someone saying, um, uh, I do wonder what uh, South Africa, are we fighting for the government's survival or South Africa's survival? Well, it's, a, it's an interesting question. And that's uh, where the question marks happen with regards to this particular uh, review that has come out. 7.43, time for us to move forward. Thought leaders, storytellers and griots.